0: Hi, my name is Ellie, and welcome to my podcast, In the Highs and the Lows. This podcast is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go on and talk with my friends about what God is doing in our lives because I truly believe that even though we are young, we have the impact to go and help as many people as we can, and that's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm so glad you're listening, and I'm really excited for you to tune into this new episode. So go ahead and start listening right about now. Hi, welcome back to another episode of In the Highs, In the Lows. I'm so glad you're here. So today's episode is a little bit different for me. It's a little bit more on the cash side because I switched locations. I switched from sitting at my desk, which still has a Christmas tree on it. Um, even though it's mid-January, almost February, to sitting on my bed, which instead has my Bible and my iPad that I'm recording on it. So no Christmas tree, but it's a little more cash. Um, So we're going to talk about Job today. This is our opening episode of the series. I'm really excited. We're going to go through basically who Job is. And honestly, we're just going to read the book and we'll explain some of it as we go along. But um, so we open on a guy you're never going to guess what his name is. His name is Job. Um, yes, the same Job that the books named after same guy. Um, and he lived in this area and he was super, super rich. So he had lots of, he didn't necessarily have money because in this time period, it wasn't a lot of like money that's important. It was more like farm animals. So he had like cattle and donkeys and sheep and other animals that are important i don't know but he had more of them um he had donkeys and oxen um which are kind of fun so let's just read it and we'll go through and explain it so in job 1 1 there and then we're just gonna read for now through 5 there once was a man named Job who lived in the land of uz he was blameless a man of complete integrity he feared god and stayed away from email from evil he had seven sons and three daughters he owned seven thousand sheep three thousand camels five five hundred teams of oxen and 500 female donkeys he also had many servants he was in fact the richest person in that entire area job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes and they and they would also invite their three sisters to join to celebrate with them when these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was God. This was Job's regular practice. Okay, so that opens us on quite a few things. So we learn quite a few things about Job. So we know he lives in Uz, or Uz, I don't know how to pronounce it. We know he has lots and lots of livestock. He's very, very wealthy because of that. Um, he's the richest in his area. My pastor said this, which I find very, very interesting. His net worth, if it was put in today's standards, is over 60 million dollars. So he's loaded. Like he would, he's the equivalent of driving a Lambo, um, and that's just like an understatement. So that's really really cool. Um, but on top of that, with all of those blessings that he had, um, he also well he also had good family relations, which was really good. We saw that he has ten kids, and the seven sons that he had would rotate hosting a party um, every couple of weeks, and then they would spend there spend a lot of time there. Normally a couple weeks, and they just have a grand old time, you know, family game night. But instead of family game night, it was family game week, you know, super fun. But on top of that, we see him called by the narrator that he is, um, what's the word? He is blameless. We see that it says he strays from evil. Um, We see that he gets up early in the morning to offer burnt sacrifice, not only for himself, but also for his children in case they have sinned um, or cursed God in their hearts. So that's just some background on Job So, clearly, he's a good guy. We're a fan. We're a fan of this Job, dude. So, now we're going to open in verse 6. One day, the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord. I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant, Job? he is the finest man in all earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from email, from evil. I keep saying email. Okay, we're going to pause there. So he stays away from evil, not email, even though I've said that more than once now, um, but also he did also stay away from email, seeing as that was not a time that email was a thing. So, some interesting things here. First of all, we see that the heavenly court whatever that may persist of we don't know if that's angels we don't know if that's some other heavenly creatures but we know that those are some members in heaven that go and present themselves to god um for court related issues we don't know if that's like they really don't tell us that much about this court so we don't know if it looks like the court we have in like the americas we have like court systems we don't know if it looks like that or what exactly it would be But we do know that Satan goes along with them and it gives gives him the opportunity to talk to God. And God is like, um, he has a conversation with Satan and Satan is like, I've been looking around, I've been watching earth and what's going on. And God is like, hey, have you noticed my servant Job? He's completely blameless, a man of complete integrity. So this is important on a couple things. First of all, he calls Job his servant. Which is a big deal because um if we see throughout the bible that um jesus is leadership and jesus following of god often includes servanthood so that's a very prevalent theme we see throughout especially the gospel when jesus was alive so the fact that god is calling a human uh like job a servant is really really cool because it it just has that tie that it's like he's doing really, really well, and he's really striving after God. Um, It says he's blameless and a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. So basically, the Lord is like, dude, look at this guy. He loves me. He's striving after me. He's fearful. He purifies his sons and daughters in case they have sinned, without even proof they've sinned, in case of that. Um, So we're going to pick up in verse 9 Satan replied to the Lord yes but Job has good reason to fear God you have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property you have him you've made him prosper in everything he does look how rich he is but reach out and take away everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face and then this might surprise you the Lord replies all right you may, t- you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with, every- with everything he possesses, but do not harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. So what's really interesting about that is we hear that, and God basically says, okay, you can go and test Job. And I don't know if you're not super familiar with this book, or even if you are, because this book is hard to comprehend. You're probably wondering to yourself, Ellie, why does it say that? because why would God allow that suffering to happen? And that's basically what this entire book's about. It's about figuring out why would God allow that to happen because that feels so out of his character, out of his nature. And that's something we'll get more into on the last episode, um, which is going to be a pretty in-depth episode, which is exciting. I'm going to have our intern at my church, Matt, do that one with me because we are both preaching over the end of job this weekend so we're very up to date on that topic and i'm very excited to go over it so highly recommend you check that out um yes but we see this and it's pretty hard to comprehend because you start to question why would god say that you know like what's the motive there what's going on And um, but let's continue the story because we're not going to answer that question quite yet Um, So now we're in verse 13. One day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with the news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the... Wait. Yes. When the uh, Sabines raided us. That's a people group, which is why I couldn't correctly pronounce it and struggled. Uh, They stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three band of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Sorry, my Bible got flimsy. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. This is the fourth one. Your sons and daughters were facing their oldest brother's house. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed, and all of your children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up and tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground in worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin by blaming God okay so we're gonna go over what just happened so i want to touch on something not as important first uh actually no we'll get there in a second so we see basically it starts by all of his riches are taken away all of the donkeys all of the other animals no just the donkeys um all of them are killed then we see all the sheep and the shepherds are killed and then all the camels are stolen And then finally we see all of his children are killed. So basically Job has nothing. Job doesn't have money. Job doesn't have a family. Um, So we went through this list of things that Job is. It was, uh, he was the richest in the area. He had lots of livestock. Um, He lived in Uz, that one's not as important. He had a net worth of over 60 million. He had 10 kids. He had good family relations. He was blameless and feared God. So let's go through this checklist. Richest in his area no all the stuff got stolen or killed or whatever and he lost it lots of livestock no stolen killed all of that stuff lived in us he didn't move a net worth of over 60 million dollars all of it's gone 10 kids all of them have passed away good family relations all of his children are dead but what we also see is that the fear god and the blameless the stuff that you think would obviously go away with the rest of it is still there job lost everything is still there (laughs) we see he tore his robe in grief which might i add when we're in grief it's a very common thing in the bible to tear our clothes why don't we do that anymore that sounds kind of sick if i'm like super super sad and the biggest in the best thing i can do to really exemplify that is tearing my clothes i need to start doing that because that sounds like a great stress reliever not important but i just wanted to comment on that he also shaves his head and fell to the ground in worship so we see that job has basically experienced all of our worst case scenario Um, you lose your money, you lose your house, um, you lose your family. I mean, that's everything. And, you know, it doesn't say he's a young guy. I mean, he has 10 kids. He's lived a large portion of his life. It's not like he could just earn it all back or work for it back. It's gone. Like, it's not there anymore. So, um, I think the next thing, what we start to question is then, why does job do that and do why do that uh, and i think it's hard to understand why job does this at first because it's easy it's really really easy to be a christian when it's like all happy and fuzzy and pretty and puppies and rainbows you know like it's easy it's easy to say yeah i want this jesus that's going to save me from my sins and give me joy and all those fruits of the spirit like it's great but when we get to the point where the struggle comes, because the struggle's gonna come at one point, and we have to actually deal with that struggle, it's hard. It's really, really hard, especially knowing that following Jesus, it's said in the New Testament several times that following Jesus is not the easy way. It's the right way, but it's not the easy way. And following him those times and trouble is so hard because the relief that you're searching for, you're not promised that until heaven. You know, like, Job is grieving. He lost everything. But, you know, he's still here. He he doesn't have a promise of getting that back. You know, like, in my life, I lost my dad. And I think a lot of the times, I'm like, okay, I can use things in the world to drown that out, out, you know? What if I started drinking? That could distract me from the pain of losing my dad. And don't get me wrong, that probably could, but how much more pain is that going to cause me in the long run? Versus if I go and I decide I'm not gonna do that, instead I'm gonna go and I'm gonna follow Jesus. And it's hard because you don't get that instant relief that you're looking for, you know? It's like if you have surgery, your surgery is still gonna be painful afterwards because you still had to have something cut into you to solve the problem. If you're just taking pain meds on pain meds on pain meds, that's not going to solve the problem. That might make the pain go away, but if anything, that's going to make it worse because you're going to keep going with that injured whatever. Um, So, yeah, that's a lot of what the beginning of Job is. Um, And it's really... I just wanted to talk about how we're handling our problems and how we're having Jesus, you know, like, live in us through that. Are we... Going to Jesus is our number one source, or are we going to everything else? Because it's so much easier to go to everything else, because once again, it's like that instant relief source. You know, I want something that instantly makes me feel better. But that's not what does the healing, you know? Like if I'm just looking for an instant relief, like if I'm looking for pain meds rather than a treatment, I'm just gonna make it worse, and eventually it's gonna have to get fixed. I can't live on a broken leg or whatever forever. I can't. And it's the same thing with our lives, you know? If I'm turning to alcohol and sex and bad friends and failing grades or whatever it is, I don't know what it is. Those are just the things that come to my mind. If I'm turning to those things, those things might make me stop feeling it. You know, those things might help me not think about losing my dad. But is that gonna solve the problem? Absolutely not. And I'm not saying that if you follow Jesus, all of your pain is instantly going to go away. In fact, I'm kind of saying the opposite of that. You're probably going to feel your pain more. But part of it is realizing that sometimes feeling that pain is what's going to help you heal. Because if you can't feel the pain, you're not going to know it's broken. And it's the same thing with this. If you aren't going to Jesus in these times of trouble, you're not going to know what needs to get fixed. Because I've been doing a lot of research in Job, as I've said. And... We see Job searching for an answer this entire book, and it's, why God, why God, why God, why? Which we've all asked ourselves that. I've asked myself that. I've asked myself, God, why would you allow my dad to die? You know, like, why do I have to live here on earth? Like, my dad's not going to get to walk me down the aisle when I get married. Why do I have to live here? Why do I get stuck with that? Why me? Why would you allow that to happen? Why would you allow this bad thing to happen? And it's like... Maybe if I really want to get healed, if I really want to get changed, maybe I just need to surrender that. Maybe I need to say, God, I don't know. You do, and that's okay. And I will work through that with you because it's okay for me to not go. No, it's okay for me to let loose. And we'll go through that a little bit more throughout the book of Job. Um, And then next week, we are going to talk about friendships and what that looks like during a hard time. Because... I've had friends who, me losing my dad, this is a really good example for this, oddly enough, but um, I have had friends who will show up on my doorstep and they would give me, like, my favorite little treats and they'd write me handwritten notes and stuff. And then I had also people who stopped talking to me because they don't know how to talk to someone who just lost their dad. And it's like, why does that do me any better? I'd rather talk to you than completely be ignored and just things like that we start talking about that um it's really interesting i'm really excited we'll go through job's friendships um i will have a guest on the on the podcast next week i'm very excited about it then i will also have one the week after that also we're coming up on our year-long celebration of having this podcast very very excited so if you've been enjoying this podcast i would love you to tell your friends about it um I think this is a really cool opportunity for me to get to go and share what God has laid on my heart. And um, I really want as many people to hear that as possible. So if you have someone that you know could use this, I would love it if you could share it with them. Um, yes, but I'm so glad. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you don't already, go follow my podcast Instagram at in the highs.in the lows, um, where I just basically keep updated on series. And I have really pretty graphics and stuff that I design all myself, in case you were wondering. Um, And I make funny videos sometimes. It's a whole blast over there. One whole blast. Um, So I highly recommend you go and check it out. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week.